Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. Thank you for giving me your time and your focus, your attention every single week to listen to our podcast episode. For today's episode, it is a question that I have been asked on several occasions by other event planners. And the question is, should I charge a consultation fee? And this is a rather controversial question because there is a camp that does they do not charge for consultation and there's another camp of event planners who refuse to get on the phone with their potential clients unless they pay a consultation fee. I am a strong believer of not charging for consultation fee. Okay? There are many reasons behind it. And I'm not going to say that there's one is right and one is wrong. It all depends on your business model and what you feel is important for you. For me, in order to get people to want to work with me or work with the event planners that I have coached inside our Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Mentorship Program, the key to making people part with their hard-earned money to want to invest in working with you is you have to create an environment that it is safe for them to invest in you. That means they need to get to a place internally, emotionally, mentally, that it's okay that I'm going to give away my money to this stranger because I trust that this stranger is going to do what I paid her to do, okay? So creating this safe environment for them to invest in you. And there are different ways to create a safe environment. And for me, it's by giving away free, free content, okay? Free things, free content. That's the reason why that free samples work all the time, okay? And I will explain a little bit more. If you're listening at this part of the podcast or for whatever reason, you fast forward and then you get to this part and you only hear you got to give away free things too to get a client and that doesn't sit well with you, I would suggest that you hang in there and listen to my reasoning, okay? To thrive in business, I always say to have an open mind. You may have your own idea how you want your business to be ran, how you want to do certain things, but you should never close off your mind to what other people have to say, especially when these other people have already gained success using the method that they're sharing with you. 
Okay. So for me, I think that giving away free things is a good way to close the gap of trying to get this person to pay me to fulfill a service. Okay. From the moment that they come into my sales funnel to the moment I close them, giving away something free is going to close the journey. Okay. The gap faster and make it easier for me to convert a lead into a paying client. And I was saying just now, why free samples always work? Look at Costco. Okay. Costco has this sample model, right? So especially during the food area. Okay. So you will see this nice gentleman or nice lady who will have this little cart and then they are giving out free samples of food. Okay. A lot of times it's food and drinks, free samples of food and drinks that people can immediately taste and then decide whether, oh, do I want to buy this or not? So they have been doing this many, 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 many years. The reason why they keep doing it is because it works. Okay. It works. And that's why sometimes, in fact, often, okay, giving away something for free is a good way to gain sales. So in their, uh, in their strategy in giving away something for free, what they do is they consider the amount of investment to, and that, that business model is what I apply in my own business model, by the way. So I love to study other business models from um, other business models from other industries, not just the events industry. Because if you keep learning within the events industry, you're just swimming in your own mud, okay? Swimming in your own mud, sometimes whatever is being swirled around is not the best for your business. Sometimes it's great, okay? So I like to be able to learn from within my own industry and also learn from people from other industries what they have done that I think can have a direct correlation to how I can customize it and implement it in my own events business. So in this case, I'm studying the Costco model, which is they have this free sampling. So for food and beverage, okay, a lot of times. So why does it work so well, right? First and foremost, they, they always evaluate how much it costs, okay? How much does it cost to give out the free sample itself? That means the food and the beverage, okay? How much does it cost? And then they also have to factor in how much it costs to hire that person to man that booth to give out the free samples. So there is a cost of investment involved, right? The cost of investment is the, the labor cost and also the cost of materials. And then every day, they will do an evaluation or every shift, okay? They will do an evaluation if, if they are doing it three shifts a day, okay? Or two shifts a day. So they will evaluate, okay? They will evaluate whether is it worth it to do it. So at the end of the day, they will look at how much sales is generated by giving the free sample, okay? How much sales is generated every single shift? So what is the objective here? Why, do, why can't people just talk about the product? Why not just have this person talk about the product instead of having to incur the cost some more to let them taste? Because in the food and beverage world, you have to taste in order to make a, a quick decision. Talking, talking is one thing. Telling you how nutritious the ingredients is one thing. You can probably do the sale, but if you add 
on, let them taste, okay? That let them taste um, the product now that they know the nutritional value or the ingredients that go into it and then they taste it and they like it, then now they become a good customer and a loyal customer down the road, okay? Uh, it, there's a possibility of it of it becoming a loyal, this person becoming a loyal customer because now they not only have the information, but they have actually concrete evidence that I like the taste of it, okay? That's why they do the tasting. So now they evaluate how much sales is being done and the studies have shown that the sales that they generated by investing, okay, this in this marketing method, giving out the materials for free, the product for free, the sample for free, and um, and the cost of the labor is significantly, it's just so little, okay? It's the number is so small compared to the outcome, the results that they get a lot of sales based on this strategy. So this business model is great and it's now translate to service providers. So during COVID, okay, during COVID, we have a lot like, like an uprise of coaches in different fields, teaching different things. Events is one of them. There are so many free workshops, okay? So many free workshops teaching people how to plan events or how to do decorations and how to have an events business. I'm just talking about the events field. I mean, there's also other things, okay? Like a life coach or a health coach that's, that's giving uh, tips on how to work out, how to prepare meals and how to, how to read certain, certain data so you know whether your body is responding to whatever you, you want it to respond. So all these different things, right? So, so during COVID, there's an uprise of that. Now, where post-COVID, it still continues. Why do people do free workshop? I do that too. It's because we want them to experience. We want them to experience what, what we, our expertise, okay? We want them to experience our personality, how we teach and what we teach. And we also want to show them how we help other people. And then we have testimonials of people sharing when they work with us. This is the results that they get. So these are the free content. And then every time I do a free workshop, I look at what is the enrollment. How many people actually enroll at the end of the free workshop to become a paying client? So I evaluate the cost of my Facebook ads. I evaluate the cost of the labor who is helping me to run the workshop, okay? So I have the labor cost, I have the ads cost and the agency cost who helps me to run the ads. And then, so I have a number. So I know that, okay, if I spend $5,000, $10,000, okay? let's just say $5,000 of investment in launching this free workshop, including my time, all right? So it comes up to five dollars $8,000, all right? Depending on how long the workshop is. How many people do I need to enroll in what tier of my program? Then I can break even or make a profit. So I have a sales goal. So if let's say my investment is $5,000 and I want to, I want to um, get up to $40,000, okay? $40,000 of sales, so, and let's say my program is 4,000, that means I need to sell 10. I need to sell 10 of these programs at this, at this tier of my mentorship program as we have several tiers. So I share this goal with my sales team and then they make sure that they do whatever they need to do to nurture the people who comes into the workshop, the free workshop, ask questions, make them feel safe, okay? Again, make them feel safe to invest. So the Costco model is after they taste, right? They'll be like, oh, that's evidence that it tastes good. And you tell me that it, it, these are all the ingredients is on the packaging. So now it's safe. It's, this is a safe investment. This is safe for me to spend my money to buy this product because it tastes good and it's good for my body. Same thing here. 
this workshop, I have invested my time and money, attract them into my into my ecosystem, into my funnel, okay? And then I nurture them before the workshop. I, I um, give them enough content, okay, to let them know that I'm the expert in the authority, okay, and the authority in my field. So I give them some tips and some strategies. So when they come to the workshop, they already know who I am and what I'm what I do, right? How, how I help people. And then now they hear me, they or they see me teach live, all right? Live. So they get my energy as well. And they get to ask me questions. So now, so now they they have evidence that I am the real deal. Okay. I know what I'm doing. I have results to show of my clients and even my own business, right? And I, I'm constantly sharing good information that they have implemented themselves, right? And it works. So if they want to increase the momentum in their business, they don't want to waste any more time. They want to start making the money and getting faster pace growth in their business. They work with me. So for my event planning business, okay, I use the same strategy, okay? So now let's go back to when I do my free workshop for my coaching business. So I know that, okay, I spent 5,000. I need to enroll 10,000, 10, 10 clients at $4,000 each, which is the cost of the program at this time. So, so I keep track of that. And then at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, of the workshop, I evaluate the results, right? Did we hit our goal? If we didn't, why? So I audit the progress and the process. Okay. So same thing for my, event planning business, okay? For those of you who are following me on my coaching business, you see every single Wednesday I teach for free, right? I teach my, my uh, Facebook community every single Wednesday, our weekly Wednesday Facebook live tutorial that is streamed to Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So I give out free advice. I teach different things and I'm constantly doing it in a consistent pace every single Wednesday. So I'm constantly at the forefront of their mind. And at the same time, I'm giving out free advice. What is my end goal? Okay, I, I put free over here. It's actually really free. You don't have to pay for it. But what is my end goal here? My end goal here is I have created enough goodwill. Okay, when you do enough good, it becomes a goodwill. When you give enough free things, now it becomes like a goodwill. So, so now you have accumulated enough brownie points, okay? For those of you who remember those days when we were in the brownies or girl guides, you have created, you have accumulated enough brownie points that you are given enough free things. So they, to, so, so they are very grateful. Your followers are very, very grateful. So when it's time for you to ask for them to invest, to pay for certain things, the resistance to pay is greatly reduced. Okay, so they already know that it's safe to assume that I really know what I'm doing because I have results to show. So for them to invest is to reciprocate the hard work that I put in for, by accumulating all these brownie points. So it's a give and take situation. Okay, so, so for some other people who have not collected enough brownie points and they just do this workshop, all right, they do this workshop and they get people to pay for the workshop or they do the workshop for free, whatever the case. But the, the, the period that they, they are doing it for free is very, very short. So their boundary points are very limited, okay? And then now you want people to pay. The resistance to get the people to pay is, is high because they're not so sure whether they can trust you. 
So if they're not so sure whether is it safe for them to give you their money. So what do these people do, right? So the, what do these people who are doing the giving the things for free, but for a short period of time, they give a money back guarantee, okay? A money back guarantee. So now they are, they are making it safe to make these other people to part their money, to make them feel safe to part the money. So that's why the money back guarantee thing happened, okay? I am not one who believe in money back guarantee, especially when it's a, a service delivery. A, a service delivery that is no tangible results being measured unless, okay, unless you're selling a product that you are delivering to deliver, that you are servicing this client to deliver a product that you can actually see. So in a coaching program, it's a partnership, right? So I can teach, I can continue to teach and, and I'm a great teacher and a coach and a mentor. But if you don't do what I ask you to do, how can I guarantee results? That's the reason why I never do money back guarantee. So I don't understand how other coaches will do money back guarantee when you can't really have a concrete way to measure if this person is giving it all in order to get the results. So in this case, I don't do that. And I do a lot of, I do a lot of, um, of things that make them feel safe to invest. Okay. Now for my coaching, for my event planning business, I do the same thing. Okay. I do the same thing. So my, my, um, my target audience are six to eight figure coaches who wants to have a ticketed in-person event. So how do I show up to tell so that they will book me? I go the Costco route. I give out free things. So I have newsletters that has got tips and strategies and I guide them along on what to do, okay? On, on the things that they are doing wrong and what are the things to look out for, for instance. So I will share, I will share content for free, okay? I'll share content for free that teach them how to do certain things, how to avoid certain mistakes. I will share content that I do a case study of an event that I've done with a client and what went on behind the scenes and how did we help them to get out of certain, a, certain situation, A, B, C, X, Y, Z. I'll share content where a client share the experience working with us. So these three, I revolve around because one, it asserts my authority that I really know what I'm doing. So I'm sharing tips and strategies, right? A nurture content. And then I'm sharing a case study of the behind the scenes of how, what I did for a client. So I'm not just lying to you that I am an event strategist. I actually have a client that I work with and this is what happened at the event and this is how I rescue them. So I'm showing you me in action, okay? So it's not just me talking about doing all those things that some some very cynical people will think that I get copied the content from some other people and regurgitate it and call it my own. No, I actually have done it. So I have newsletter that show my expertise, tips and strategies. Then I will have newsletter, newsletter that show a case study of what I did for a client. So it shows that I actually work with a client and I know what I'm doing, all right? And, and how I rescue them from certain situation or help them save some money, right? So, and, and, or, or help them gain more sales, whatever the case. And then the third, the third content that I revolve around is I share a client's journey, a client's testimonial, what, what the client say about working with me, 
how how was it like right and then i may have another newsletter that share how my vendors work with me how do they feel about me so now you not only know that i can do the job but i also have a group of people that i work very closely with and why they enjoy working with me why the event is always a success because we all have the same mission so you, when you hire me you're not just hiring me just one person you're hiring the whole team so i revolve around you know these topics and all these are done for free okay when i do it for free people are already okay people are already convinced that i am the real deal okay i am the real deal and i don't need to um i'm the real deal and they want to work with me so when they come on a call with me i don't charge a consultation call because i'm not really consulting them okay i'm not really consulting them because when they come on the call it's a discovery and a sales call when they come on a call prior to them coming on a call i will give them a a questionnaire and i will have them complete the questionnaire and that immediately qualifies help me see if they are qualified lead if i even want to get on a call with them so it saves me the time of just jumping on a call with unqualified leads so my questionnaire has certain questions that i ask and if they answer it a certain way right based on their response i will decide whether i want to talk to them or not so when they come to, on the call to talk to me they know that they already want to work with me because of the content the free content that i have been dishing out there and they come on the call with me is they are telling me their event they're telling me what they need help with and they're telling me this is the time that they need help and they want to hire me right now so when they come on the call i don't even have to sell them they're already sold okay so i'm not doing any form of consultation that i'm teaching them to on what to do and how to do it that's the reason why i don't i don't charge for a consultation fee because i have done enough good will work to show that i should be the person that you're hiring when you want to do a ticketed in person event and they when they fill out the questionnaire or when they reach out to me they already have an idea that i i, I may want to work with may let me just get on a call to ask some questions in regards to payment in regards to in regards to uh, how the process is etc etc okay they are not expecting to come on a call for me to teach them to do things hence i do not charge a consultation fee for those of you who charge a consultation fee okay my first question to you is what is your what is your end goal are you going to just charge that fee and then that call a day or are you thinking to charge the consultation fee and then upsell them to hire you to plan their events that means you get paid twice what is the game plan you have to ask yourself that question first now if you charge a consult if you're going to charge a consultation fee what exactly is happening on that consultation call it has to be so clear that you're actually consulting them okay so a consultation it's almost like telling people what to do and how to do it okay what to do and how to do it and you want to be able to make it very very clear that's why you are calling it a consultation fee so if somebody says that hey i have an event i have an event that is uh happening uh 6 months down the road and then you say and and then they say that you know i would like to uh i would like to have a chat with you and to to see if you can help me and immediately 
you say, okay, yeah, to talk to me, to talk to me, that's a consultation fee. Okay. And this person will, if this person is smart, right? Your potential client will say, so what am I paying? What, what's going to go, what's going to happen at the consultation call? You have to be so clear and say that on the consultation call, depending on your goal, okay, you are going to, are you good? I mean, your goal is to either just charge them one time and call it a day, make money from that consultation call, all right? Or you or you are planning to, to upsell them. You have to decide. So on that consultation call, there's two ways to do it, okay? You can give them the full shebang that, okay, this is what you need help with. Are you planning to do it yourself? All right? Are you planning to do it yourself? Or are you planning to hire people? So you want to find out whether they come on this call, when they come on this call, are they learning? Do they want to consult you on how to do it so they can do it themselves? Or they're coming on this call because they want to understand what it entails and then decide whether they want to hire somebody. Okay? So based on this objective, if you if your potential client says that, no, I want to come on this call and learn how to do it and then decide whether I want to do it, you know, like and to, to learn how to do it and then eventually decide whether I want to hire someone, then from your end, your end goal should always be, okay, and, and there's an exception. I'll tell you what's your exception. Your end goal when you charge a consultation fee is they come on a call with you, you tell them what needs to be done, okay? The, they say that, oh, I need help with this. You're going to tell them, okay, in order to do this, this needs to be done. A, B, C, X, Y, Z needs to be done, all right? You don't have to tell them how to do it unless they specifically, unless two things have to happen. You are charging a lot of money for your consultation call, okay? We're not talking about, oh, you're going to pay me a consultation call of $50 or $25, okay? We're talking about or at least $250 onwards, okay? Or your hourly rate. If your hourly rate is $150, you might want to charge the hourly rate. So I would say nothing less than $250. So you you get on a call with them and if they say that I want to learn what needs to be done, okay, and then decide whether they want to hire so you get on a call with them. You tell them that in order to get this, this whatever you said that needs to be done, okay, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, you say that you need help with A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Then you're going to tell them that, okay, you need to do one, two, three, four, five, six in order to make this happen. And in order to do one, two, three, four, five, six, these are the things that needs to be done, okay? So you somehow go into the how to do it, all right? And then you can ask them, do you think that this is something that you want to do? So in that consultation call, you have charged a good amount of money and you have told them what to do and somehow tell them in general how to do it. So you have fulfilled your responsibility by charging a consultation call because in that one call, you're spending one hour and you're being compensated and you're doing your job by telling them how to solve that problem, what, how, how to solve that problem, all right? So now it's up to them to decide whether they want to hire so if you're charging a consultation fee, got to be very, very clear, okay? Is this a one-time and done thing and you don't try to upsell? You tell them what needs to be done and how to do it and you charge a lot of money for that, okay? That means it's consulting you, then done, all right? Or you charge, you charge 
very little or you charge another option, a lot of money. You tell them what needs to be done. Somehow tell them how to do it. And then you ask, do you think you want to do it yourself? Or we can work together and we can use your consultation fee as a deposit to hire me. Okay. And to hire me to do this is going to cost $1,000. And you just pay for a consultation of $250. So now that's the deposit. You only have $750 left. So that's another way to upsell if you want to do the consultation. Or I said the exception to the rule, right? It's like you, you, so there's three ways. You charge very, you charge, you charge very little, okay? And then you try to upsell or you really, you charge very little, you try to upsell. In this strategy, you charge very little, you upsell. In this consultation call, you charge very little. You don't tell them how to do it. You tell them what needs to be done, okay? Once it needs to be done, and probably just skim around the area, like how to go about doing that. Like, okay, where to buy this thing, where to buy that thing, you know, like that, or who to call. So, but you don't tell them exactly how to do it because they're only paying you this little. Your goal is to have them hire you for the big job, right? So this is one option. The other option is you charge a good amount, which is your hourly rate. And you tell them, you tell them what to do and you somehow tell them how to do it, okay? Don't have to be super detailed, but detailed enough for them to understand that they can, if they want to go do it themselves, they can. But then your goal is to upsell them. So you'll be like, okay, now I've told you what to do. Some, and you also have a pretty good idea how to do it. Is this something that you want to do? Then you upsell them. So for option one, option two. Option three is you charge a lot of money, okay? And your goal is to just do consult, consult, consult. You have no desire to want to do a project, okay? A gig. Your gig is just consultation. Then you've got to charge for a good amount of money, your hourly rate. And then you tell them what to do and you tell them exactly how to do it. Okay. And then if they tell you that I don't think I can do it myself, then either you can upsell them to hire you or you can say, oh, I know somebody who can do it. All right. And you refer it out. So there are these three options. Okay. For me, M2 Hospitality, I do charge a consultation fee for people who are, who do not, who knows, who are thinking that they want to do it themselves. Okay. They come to me and say that I'm thinking of having my team to do it, but certain things I don't know how to do. So they will pay me a consultation fee, okay? And I will charge a consultation fee, which is $500 an hour. And I will tell them, okay, this is what needs to be done and this is how to do it. I will be very, very clear. And a lot of times after I've told them how to do it, they go back to tell their team, they eventually come back and say that, listen, we tried or my team said that they don't have the bandwidth, so we're going to end up hiring you. It works. But that is, you know, that is a different source of income. That's not how I make most of my income, charging consultation fee. I make most of my income doing these free newsletters, okay, free videos. So they, to get them to come to me after consuming this free sampling of who Mayo Silvers is, and what I can do and how I help, they get a free sample of that. And then when they come to me, they either will just hire me immediately or they pay me my top rate consultation fee. That's how I'm able to charge a high consultation fee. So if you are an event planner they are just that you're just starting, I wouldn't suggest that you charge a consultation fee from the get-go when there is nothing free out there that you have posted, that you have not posted anywhere 
in your social media, digital platform, or have any form of interaction in marketing to other people about who you are, what you do, and how you help, okay? You have nothing to show and immediately want to charge a consultation fee, people will be less reluctant, will be less willing to pay because they don't know what they're going to get, okay? They have no sampling, no sampling of you. But if you have a good social media like myself, I have a great social media presence for my coaching and also for M2. So for events for anyone and M2 Hospitality, events for anyone is my coaching program, company name. They already have a good sampling of who I am, what I do, the results I deliver. Okay, They can decide to either book me, come talk to me and decide to work with me, to hire me to work their program or to hire me to be their coach, or they can just pay me a consultation fee and sit down for one hour with me and go through the whole business model and say, I need help. What should I be doing to get more clients? So I coach them in that one hour. I consult and I coach in that one hour. All right. So the same thing here for M2, I consult and coach my M2 clients on how to do the ticketed in-person event. So I have enough content so they feel safe to pay the consultation fee. So if you're new and you have nothing to show, I say that don't charge the consultation fee, okay? Even no matter how little it is, all right? How is it going to make or break you? $15, $20, some of you charging 50 bucks. I mean, like, what's the point? When people pay a consultation fee, they expect, okay? Especially when you don't have anything out there to show that you are legit, all right? They, they, when they pay that $50, they're expecting a lot from you because they don't feel safe. And eventually when they pay that $50, they're expecting a lot from you. And if you don't deliver, deliver what they expect, that is, that means you did not ask them what is their expectation on a consultation call or you did not efficiently communicate what they will get and what you will go over on that consultation call, then people wouldn't pay that consultation fee. Okay? So, to summarize, if you, okay, if you are a new planner and you have zero presence in the digital world, okay, and zero presence in your local market, you should not consider charging a consultation fee. Now, I can already hear some of you saying, but then when I talk to them, they get my ideas, they go do it themselves. That's happening everywhere, every industry. So what you need to do is when they get on the call, you need to go through the qualification process, right? And then you know that this is a qualified lead who doesn't have the time to want to do it themselves, who don't know how to do it and do not want to learn how to do it or simply have zero interest to do it. So if they meet these three qualifiers, then they come on a call with you. You don't have to worry that they're going to learn what you just told them and they go do it themselves because they already expressed that they don't want to do it, they don't want to learn how to do it, and they don't know how to do it, okay? So you don't have to worry about that. And in fact, regardless, if you are doing a free consultation, okay, a free consultation call, you should not be teaching them how to do things. You can tell them what will happen, what needs to be done, but you don't have to tell them how to do it. If they ask you, if you say that, oh yeah, to uh, I can do this six feet 
whatever, you know, oh, you want your event to look like this? Okay, then we will need to do this, 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 this. So you tell them what needs to be done. If they ask you, but how do, how do you do that? And you can say that this is why people hire me. I do the how, not you. You need to be able to draw a very fine line that you are the person to execute the how. You are the person that they hire so that you do the how, not them. If they want to learn how to do it, then you say, okay, I can teach you how if you want. If you want to save some money instead of hiring me, I'll teach you how. So I will charge you $250, $500 an hour, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to do it. And then you can go figure it out yourself. But you probably wouldn't even come to this conversation because if you have already qualified them and they already said they don't have the time, they don't want to learn how to do it, and they don't want to do it, then they wouldn't even ask you that, okay? So that's one thing, all right? Point number one, summary. And then if you want to charge a consultation fee, charge very little, but only tell them what to do. Don't tell them the how, okay? And then upsell them. Second option is charge a lot of money and you teach them the how and the what, okay? The what and the how. And 100% coaching. And then they can decide whether they want to hire you. You can upsell them, all right? And then the third option is you charge them the what and the how and you say, you go do it. And you don't have to upsell them. It's up to you. But in order to charge a lot of money for your consultation fee, you've got to have already some presence, some free sampling for them to go sample you and make them feel safe to pay you the amount of money to come on that one hour call with you because they already have an idea what they will be getting at the end end of the one hour call and they feel that the results they're going to get from that one hour call is worth okay paying you the consultation fee okay this is a heavy episode you probably a lot of information you probably will want to go back and and watch it again like many many times <laughs> okay now before i let you go i have something exciting to share um we have our passion to profit workshop back again september 13 to 14 and this time round, this is a ticketed workshop. We're charging for the ticket, okay? We're charging for the ticket. And if you're listening to this podcast, you may be one of those lucky ones who's getting the ticket at $27, all right? Assuming that my $27 ticket has sold out already, okay? Now, what are we teaching? We are, um, we are, we are teaching how to attract your ideal clients. Okay, so as I was saying just now, assuming that if let's say the $27 ticket has been sold out, but you're watching this podcast and you're listening or you're listening to this podcast and you see on the show note, there's a $27 ticket, I will honor that $27 ticket even though we have sold out already. Okay, that's the exception I'm going to be making because you are full, you are a uh, listener to my podcast. That's how I show my gratitude. I will honor the $27 even if the ticket is more than $27. Okay. So this workshop, we will be teaching how to attract your ideal client. It is a, it is a two-day workshop. First day, I'm going to show, I'm going to go over how I, I have built both my event planning business and my coaching business into a six-figure profit business. So business fundamental, what I've done right and what I've done wrong. And I also have invited other event planners to share with you their journey, okay, how they start and grow the event planning company. So you're not just listening from me. And I will also share some of the productivity hacks that I use where I am a busy mom, okay? I'm very involved in my daughter's, in our daughter's academic and also her after-school curriculum. 
And I'm also very into health. So I prepare a lot of my meals. Okay. And uh, I'm a little particular about cleanliness in the house. So I do clean as well. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm also a very active wife and a person. So I exercise, I go with my husband, I go with my friends. So how do I do all that yet at the same time manage two businesses successfully? So that's day one. Day two, we're going to go through the step-by-step on how to attract your ideal clients. And you all start from defining what is your superpower, how to market your superpower to your target audience, right? Your digital presence. Is there any leaks or loophole there that is attracting the cheap clients? That we, So we need, to, uh, we need to correct that. What are the words to avoid? What are the images to use? And then how do you qualify your leads, right? So that you're talking to only your ideal clients and how to close them how to overcome price objection, what are the sales strategy? Remember, my background is in sales. I used to do cold call sales, selling hospitality uh, tickets, okay, for events, 10 tickets for $25,000. So if you want to learn how to sell, you want to learn from somebody like me. Okay, I close sales on the phone. So this is what your ticket will get you. You will get to attend a workshop for uh, live and you get free coaching because you get to ask questions. You get the recording of the workshop. You get a workbook and there's two bonuses that is insane. You get a 30 minutes one-on-one coaching call to talk about your business and how we can guide you along. And you also get one month free membership into our incubators um, network where we do co-working sessions that focus on sales, marketing, style shoot, pricing, business finance, business legalities, CEO schedule, productivity, okay? And um and creating content for your social media. So we work on all these items during our live course. So there are four co-working, there are three co-working sessions and one coaching call or accountability call. So you get to attend those for for one month for free. Okay, it comes together with that ticket. I will put inside the show note um how to register and pay for this event. And I look forward to seeing you in our Passion to Profit workshop on September 13 and 14. Thank you, everyone. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you share with your other event planner friends. Make sure you give me a ratings, give me a review. And also let me know what you want me to teach for, um, for future episodes. Okay, this is for you, not just for me, right? And uh, also share our workshop for with other people. Because sharing is caring. There's enough money for everybody. So we never have to worry about competition. We live in an abundance mindset. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.